because Jesus is alive, we're not afraid to live today. You never, you never walk alone. If you're a child of God, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you because our Redeemer lives. We have the power and the strength to live today. And because our Redeemer lives, we have the courage and strength to face tomorrow. So praise the name of Jesus. He's alive, and he's alive to live in us, and he's alive to bless us and encourage us and to give us strength. You know, this may shock you, but I believe it's the truth. I believe it's much harder to live a holy Christian life in America today than it's ever been. Now, I know they had battles in the early church, but you know what their battle was? Was whether or not they were going to be martyred. Hundreds of thousands, millions of Christians gave their life because they refused to deny that Jesus Christ was Lord. In, in many of the Middle Eastern countries uh, where there's poverty and three-fourths of the world goes to bed hungry at night, they don't fight the same battles we fight here in America with the television and the Internet and everything that we're dealing with. I'm telling you, it's an awesome battle to live a holy and a righteous and a godly life. And I want to speak to you, that, uh, to, to you about that today. You know, there's a fierce battle going on right now. An awesome battle. It's all over the world where people are. It's certainly in America and it's certainly in Mobile. But more than everything, it's a battle in our life. You know what it is? It is a battle between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. You see, the kingdom of light has a king, and his name is Jesus. Oh, but the kingdom of darkness has a ruler, and his name is Satan. And so there's conflict. And we're caught right in the middle of that conflict between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And it is a battle that we fight every day of our lives. Lost people, people who do not know Jesus, man, they're in the battle. Those of us who are born again in whom Christ lives, we're in the battle every day of our life. You know, Jesus is uh, the king of the kingdom of light. Turn to 1 John chapter 1. I want to read you a few verses about Jesus as the king of the kingdom of light. We read in John chapter 1. Verse 4. Now look how many times light is used in these verses. See, it's talking about Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. Okay? Verse first, the first verse says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so it's talking about Jesus. Now we come up in verse 4. And listen to what it says about Jesus. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now notice that. 
The life of Jesus was the light of men. And the light, Jesus, shines in the darkness. And the darkness does not overcome it. That was a man sent from God whose name was John. The man came as a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. That John was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness to the light. He w- that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. So it says here that Jesus Christ is the light and that he's the light of every person's life that was created. Then you go over to John chapter 8 verse 12. I'm talking about the kingdom of light and I'm talking about Jesus as the king. You go to John chapter 8 verse 12. Listen to the words of Jesus. He said, then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. What a statement. In a world full of darkness, he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. What a powerful statement. You follow me, you're not going to walk in darkness. You'll have the light of life. Then over in, the, in John also, chapter uh, 12, I believe it is. Uh, no, ch- chapter, uh, all right, chapter 12, verse 34 and 35. I was over in chapter 14. Notice what it says about Jesus. Well, it's verse 46. I changed this verse this morning because I thought it was more appropriate. John chapter 12 Verse 46, I have come as a light into the world, and whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Did you hear what he said? I've come a light into the world, and if you abide in me, you should not walk in the darkness. So Jesus is the king of the kingdom of light. He gives light to every person that comes into the world. He said that if we followed him, we would not walk in darkness, but we would have the light of life. And he said in this last verse, if you abide in me, you should not walk in darkness. But you know, there's another kingdom. And it's Satan. And he is the king of darkness. Listen to how many times he's referred to as the ruler of the darkness. In John chapter 12 Verse 31, now this is Jesus saying, listen to what he said about the devil. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world. He's talking about the devil. He's talking about the kingdom of darkness. Now is the ruler of this world cast out. Then in John 14, verse 30, Jesus again speaks of Satan. Uh, as the ruler of the kingdom of darkness. He says in John 14, verse 30, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he's going to find anything in me. Jesus said, I'm fixing to have an encounter with the king of darkness, but he's not going to find anything in me. And then in verse 16, 11, 
Three times Jesus said that Satan's the ruler of the kingdom of darkness. Chapter 16, verse 11, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. And then, of course, the classic verse is in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. said, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Now listen to me. But against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Our battle is against the rulers of the darkness of this world. So there's a fierce battle raging all across the world. And there's a fierce battle that rages in our lives. It is a battle between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Now, I want you to think a moment about the reality of the battle. Boy, there's an eye-opening scripture and it'll show you why people respond to the gospel the way they do. You say, Brother Fred, it's such good news that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that God raised him from the dead, and that in him there's forgiveness of our sin and eternal life. Everybody ought to be happy. That's, that's good news. That is good news. That is good news. But oh, to a lot of people it isn't because there's a battle. In John chapter 3, I'll start with a very familiar verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. This is a great verse. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Jesus didn't come to condemn men and women. They were already under judgment because of their sin. So God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world should be, uh, should, should be saved through them. But now listen to this. Well, this shows you the battle. And this is the condemnation. That light has come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light. You know why everybody doesn't respond to the gospel? Why they're not ready to hear the gospel? They don't understand why we would uh, not live for this world and follow Jesus. It says here, and this is the condemnation, light has come into the world. And, but, and men loved the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Then it says something worse than that. It says they hate the light. Listen to verse 20. Everyone that practices evil hates the light. No wonder there's such opposition to the gospel of Christ. No wonder those that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. It says here, everyone that practices evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest their deeds should be exposed. Oh, there's a battle between darkness and light. And there are those who hate the light and will not come to the light. Listen at this battle. Now you talk about a real battle that we're fighting every day. Now this is amazing. This, those verses in John 3 were written to people that were lost. They were under condemnation because of their sin. But light came to them. 
And they refused the light because their deeds were evil. And they hated the light. Now, talking about the battle, I want to read some verses that were written to Christians. Now, it's going to amaze you what God wrote to believers. It says in Romans 13, verse 11. Now, get this. You say, how do you know this was written to believers? I'm going to tell you. Do and do this, knowing the time. It says, you know what time it is. It is time to wake out of sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Now, this is to believers. He said, man, it's time to wake up because our salvation is nearer than the day we were saved. We're closer to being with Jesus. Our salvation is nearer than we believe. All right, listen to verse 12. The night is far spent. It's late. The day is at hand. Now listen to what he tells us to do. Therefore, cast off the works of darkness. That was written to believers. You're near, your salvation is nearer than when you believed. It's time to wake up. He said, let me tell you what it's time to do. Cast off the works of darkness. And put on the armor of light. He said, there's a battle. And God's children have got to cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly. This is how we're to live. Let us walk properly as in the day. Not in partying and drunkenness. That's darkness. Not in lewdness and lust. Sexual immorality. That's darkness. Not in envy and strife. That's self. So let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in partying and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. But get this, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Robe yourself in Jesus Christ. Abide in Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. You know, I've been saved since I was nine years old. I didn't walk with God seriously until I was 19. And I said, you know, one of these days, one of these days, when I get older, the battle to walk with Jesus is not going to be as bad. I think as I get older and learn more about the Word of God and learn more about the things of God, man, it, it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. Let me tell you something. It's harder today at 75 than it was when I was 25. Because it's dark in this world, friend. What used to make us blush makes us blush no more. Things that would have been banned from cities and towns is now on public media all the time. Let me show you how far we came. They would not allow Gone with the Wind. With Clark Gable and Scarlett O'Hara, whatever her name was. They would not let it be played in, in, in some cities because there was one curse word in the whole movie. One. And you know what it was. I'm not even going to say it. It, it, it really compared to some of the words we're here on TV. It's, it, 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 it's like nursery school. Did you notice that there has been just a little tiny bit of outcry because they used the F word at Super Bowl halftime. I didn't see it, but they used that word. Let me, let me tell you, there are no barriers today. 
No barriers whatsoever. The kingdom of darkness is expanding. The king, it's getting darker every day. Darker, darker every day. You can touch a button and see the most filthy stuff in the world. You can cut on your television and hear people mocking and making fun of God. I'm just saying to you, if there's ever been a battle to live a holy life, it is now. Because we're living in a dark world. And Satan is the ruler. And he's not in hell yet. And we're going to fight the battle between light and darkness the rest of our lives till we get home to be with glory. But you know, let's rejoice this morning in the kingdom of light. Let's rejoice in it. Because Jesus came, and let me tell you what he said. Jesus came, and, and the Bible says he is God, and it says in John 1.18, And the Word became flesh. God became flesh and lived among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus came, and somebody says, well, what is God like? What is the heart of God? No one's ever seen the Father. Tell me, what is God like? So Jesus comes, and he's manifested in the flesh, and he revealed the nature and the heart of God to us. Remember what he said to Philip? Philip said, show us the Father, and it will satisfy us. Jesus said, if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. I and my Father are one. Okay. What was the message that Jesus gave? He came to reveal the Father's heart. He came to reveal the nature of God. And, and you know, I would kind of missed what John had said in 1 John. I want you to listen to this. In John 1, you can look this up later, he tells us what the message of Jesus was. That which, we, that which we have seen and heard. We saw Jesus and we heard him, John said. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you may have uh, fellowship with us. We heard him, we saw him, and we're telling you what he said so that you can have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write unto you, that your joy may be full. All right, here it is. This is the message we heard from him. Okay, John says, we heard him, we saw him, we touched him, we walked with him, we listened to him. This is the message we heard from him. And declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all hey i mean that's that's the message of the bible that god is light and in him is no darkness at all and then he goes on and says in verse six if we say well i have fellowship with god but i walk in darkness i'm lying and not telling the truth people would say man i love god i mean i go to church I walk with God, but they walk in darkness. No, I can't be. He that says, if you say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. See, we can rejoice in the light. That God is the, is the light. God is light. 
And that if we walk with him, we're not walking in darkness, but we have fellowship with him and we abide in him. We can rejoice in the darkness. We can rejoice in the light. Now, here's the good news about the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Stay with me. There's a real battle. I fight it every day. You fight it every day. And the reality is that Jesus came and declared that God is light and in him no darkness at all. But then here's the good news. On the cross, Jesus won the battle over the kingdom of darkness. Now, this is an unusual war, y'all. You see, it is a war in which the victory has already been won. The ultimate outcome is settled. Because on the cross, Jesus Christ overcame the devil, defeated him. He overcame sin. He died for it. He overcame the flesh. He put it on the cross. He overcame the world system. Jesus Christ won complete and total victory over the kingdom of darkness. He won the victory. It's already won. And so all believers have to do is to walk in the victory that Jesus has already won. But he tells us how we have to do it. You know, one of my favorite songs. Man, I wish I could sing it, but I ain't even going to try. How many times? Listen, Jesus won the victory, y'all. I don't have to walk in darkness. I don't have to be overcome by the darkness. I can tell the ruler of darkness to flee and get out of my presence in the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. But this is it. You'll know this song. There's a line that is drawn through the ages. On that line stands an old rugged cross. On that cross a battle is raging for the gain of man's soul or its loss. On one side march the forces of evil, darkness, and the demons and the devils of hell. On the other side, on the other, the angels of glory, and they meet on Golgotha's hill. The earth shakes with the force of the conflict. The sun refuses to shine, for there hangs God's son in the balance, and through the darkness he cries. It is finished. The battle is over. It is finished. There'll be no more war. It is finished. The end of the conflict. It is finished. And Jesus is Lord. Let me tell you something. We're going to be in the battle as long as we're here. While the devil is defeated, he is not yet bound in hell. And while all the demons of hell are defeated, they're not yet cast into the pit of outer darkness. And so that's why the battle is raging right now. But you've got to understand, you do not fight the battle in your own strength. You do not fight the world, the flesh, and the devil by your human effort. Listen, it's, you, just, you just received Jesus Christ as the victor. The victor. He won the victory. And you allow him to be Lord of your life. And you enforce the victory of Jesus. You enforce it. And you say to the darkness, you have no place in my life. You say to the devil, to the demons of hell. You say to the ruler, the, this world system, listen, 
You're lost. You're defeated. You will not control my life. Jesus won the victory over the kingdom of darkness. So we do not have to walk in darkness. And we don't have to abide in darkness. We have victory over the darkness. Now let me just talk a little bit about uh, how Jesus saved us out of the kingdom of darkness. I got some great verses here. See, when Jesus Christ came into your life, he saved you out of the darkness. He took me out of the darkness. And if you are a child of God, he took you from the kingdom of darkness and he put you in the kingdom of light. Over in Colossians chapter 1, boy, there's a great, great verse. Listen to what it says. In verse Colossians 1, all right, verse 12. Now stay with me. This shows you that Jesus won the victory and took us out of darkness and put us in the kingdom of light. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So God's qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Now here it is. He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. Colossians 1.14. He has 1.13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness, or also it can be translated the kingdom of darkness. He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and conveyed us or transported us into the kingdom of his dear son. When you got saved, God plucked you out of the kingdom of darkness and he put you in the kingdom of his son. And it says in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Hey, when you got saved, God took you out of the darkness and he put you in the kingdom of light. Boy, here's a great verse. See, we got to understand that the victory that we have over the darkness is so real and the Bible Speaks of it so clearly in 1 Peter 2, 9. Boy, you, you talk about a verse. It says, now listen to this. Jesus won the victory and he took his children out of the kingdom of darkness. Verse 9. 1 Peter 2. You are a chosen generation. Hallelujah. You are a royal priesthood. That's a child of God. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. His own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He said you're a chosen generation. You're God's own special people. So that you can proclaim to a dark world that he took us he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Child of God, you're not in the kingdom of darkness. You are in the kingdom of light. Jesus called you out of the darkness. He transported you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. You know what God told Paul 
when he was going to send him out to preach over in the book of Acts, he told him that he was going to go to the Gentiles. And then when he went to the Gentiles, listen to what he was supposed to say. He said to Paul, this is Acts uh, 26, verse 17. Now listen to what he said. This was Paul's message. I will deliver you from the Jewish people, he said to Paul. And I'll deliver you from the Gentiles to whom you, I now send you. I'm sending you to the Gentiles. We're Gentiles. To open their eyes in order to turn them. Now listen to this. From darkness to light. You're going to go to the Gentiles, Paul. And you're going to preach the gospel to them. And, so that I can open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to the power of God that they may receive forgiveness of their sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified me. I love that. He said, you go and you preach and you tell them their eyes are going to be open and they're liberated from the power of darkness to the light and they're from the power of Satan to God. Let me tell you one thing. You don't have to live in the darkness because Jesus Christ came and he won the victory over the darkness. And he said to us, we can walk in the light, we can live in the light, and the light of God can shine through our hearts. Well, boy, there's a great verse in, 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 in 2 Corinthians 4, 6. Here it is. But God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shone in our hearts. Now think about this. God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the glorious knowledge of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, this is the heart of my message. The reality of the battle between darkness and light. The fact that Jesus Christ won the victory and he is victorious. The devil, the demons, the world system, the flesh, the darkness has been overcome and defeated. And that when Jesus saved us, he took, off, took us out of darkness and he put us in the light. But you know what Jesus tells us? We're supposed to follow Jesus in the light. Remember that verse over in John 8 where it said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Bible makes it clear that we're, we're not to walk in darkness. We don't have to. Jesus took us out of the darkness. Now, let me just tell you, this is where the battle is. I, I, I'm afraid that many times there are people who come to church on Sunday morning and they've just been walking in the darkness all week. Just fellowshipping with the darkness, walking in the darkness. Don't even realize what's going on in their life. Don't understand why they can't have victory. Don't understand why they don't have peace. Don't understand why they don't have liberty. Because listen, you can't mess around with the darkness, folks. You cannot do that. And God said that we could not do that. He said, if you follow me, you will not walk in darkness. Listen to, uh, boy, these are some of my favorite verses. Ephesians. You were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. That's what he says to me. Fred, you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. To every one of you who's a born-again child of God, 
You were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. And then he says it, walk as children of light. Now, you're not darkness anymore. You are, you are children of light. And he says, walk, live as a child that's in the light. Then he goes and says, well, what is the light? I love verse 9. This is Ephesians 5, 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. He said, now listen, you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as, as children of light. And then he goes on and says, the fruit of the Spirit, the life of Christ, is goodness and righteousness and truth. So we walk in goodness and we walk in righteousness and we walk in truth. Find out what is acceptable to God, he says in verse 10. All right, here it is. Boy, this is where it hurts. It's where it cuts me to the heart. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. He said, I don't want you holding hands with the darkness. I don't want you having fellowship with the darkness. I want you to oppose it. And to reprove it. And to have no part of it. Now I want to tell you that's hard. Listen all you've got to do is wake up and open your eyes. And driving down the freeway you'll see billboards that are full of darkness. All you have to do is cut on your television. And 90% of the time if especially if it's night. It's nothing but violence and sensuality and ungodliness. The internet is flooded Even the comedy shows. Folks, listen to me. You can't mess around with the darkness. You can't do it. It'll affect you. It'll, it'll, it'll break your fellowship with God. It'll keep you from living a holy life. You just can't do that. Because he said here, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. You say, well, Brother Fred, if I don't have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, there ain't nothing for me to do. What you can do is what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. And what you don't do is what the Holy Spirit makes you uncomfortable with. Well, I, I tell you, Brother Fred, I watch things with violence and sensuality and all that. And it doesn't bother me. Boy, are you deceived. You are deceived. If you sow to the flesh, will of the flesh reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap life eternal. You say, well, man, you, 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 I thought it all along. You Baptists are a bunch of legalists. This ain't legalism. I'm just telling you what God said. He said, don't you have anything to do with the darkness? Yet people pay $5 to go to a movie and hear somebody take God's name in vain. That's darkness. Amen. You say, but it doesn't bother me. It will, it bothers God. See, I battled this, man. Darkness is everywhere. It's everywhere. So we have to make choices not to participate, not to fellowship, not to have any part of it. And it's a daily choice. I'm telling you, we're not in darkness. We're in light. And we're not to have any fellowship with darkness. In fact... Well, here's a great verse. We're to 
just walk in the light and we're to let our light shine now see your light can shine uh in the darkness if you get around darkness and you know it's darkness it's sin it's wicked it, it, it's just ungodly you know it I don't have to tell you but you know you can be a light it, it doesn't mean you go in there and participate in it you get in and get out but listen to this you're the light of the world <laughs> that's something to say about us isn't it you're the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden now don't put your light under a bushel don't put it under a bushel. But put it on a, a, a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. Listen, we're light. The darkness hates the light. That's why in your office, when you're light, you may have a Bible on your desk, or you may have a cross around your neck, or they may know, see you at lunchtime reading your Bible, or, or any, any, any indication that you're part of the kingdom of light. It, it bothers them. It bothers them. See, you're a religious fanatic. Didn't you know that? You're a fanatic. But I want to tell you, the Bible says that we are not to have fellowship with the darkness, but we're to let our light shine in the darkness and to point men to the Savior who is the light of the world. I attended the funeral this week of a, of a preacher named Robbie Howard. He was at a Friendship Baptist Church for many years, 80, died at 84. Godly man, great witness for the Lord. A friend said, you know, he was bold. He was bold. And he told this story. He said, we were in a restaurant eating. And it was about three preachers and their wives. And on the table beside them were people who were absolutely profane. I mean, they used every cuss word you could think of. And every, you know, take God's name in vain and all this stuff. And finally, <laughs> it didn't take him long. Ronnie, Ro uh, Robbie reached over and slapped on the table and said, I want to tell you something. Those words you're saying are coming to my wife's ears, so shut it down. You say, that was rude. No, that was exactly what he should have done. Amen. Why should we have to listen to someone take the name of the God who loved us and who died on the cross to save us? Let me just say this to you. My prayer for myself and my prayer for you is that we won't put our lamp under, light under a bushel. We'll put a light on a lampstand and we'll let it shine before men. But I want to plead with you. You ask God, would you do this? This is all I'm asking you to do. Will you ask God, is there any area of my life, Father, where I'm having fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness? Just ask him to show you. God, I, I want to please you. I want to walk in the light. And you said if I abide in you, there would be no darkness in me. So God, I, 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 I want to do what Romans said. I want to cast off the works of darkness. And I want to put on the armor of light. And I want to walk properly as in the day. Not in lewdness and lust, envy and strife and, and all that stuff. I don't, I don't want to do that. Lewdness and lust. He said, so God, I'm asking you, would you do this? Would you let the light of the Holy Spirit, the light of your awesome nature. 
Let the light shine full-blown into my life and show me if I'm having anything to do, if I'm fellowshipping with, sleeping with, holding hands with the darkness. And God, if you'll show me, I'll repent, I'll walk away from it, and I'll walk in the light as you're in the light. God will show you now. There's some, some of you who have been having fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, and you've been troubled by it. Oh, yeah, you've been troubled by it. It's bothered you. you, you something inside of you says you need to, you, know, you don't need. That's not what I, who you are. But you just hadn't done what God told you. Because I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit is uncomfortable with the darkness. And the Holy Spirit will make you uncomfortable with the darkness. A power, you know, the church is not going to have any power. No church until it's people, God's children, walk in the light. Just walk in the light. And then the power and glory of God can rest upon us. And we won't be like the world. We'll be a light in the middle of the world.